right, a Tuesday night live from Studio 6B. And we are live from Studio 6B. Did a little pre-show tonight on Get It. That was fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone said, is there a real Studio 6B? I said, yes, we're sitting in it. This is it. <laughs> we're sitting in it. I love how people thought we were all in different locations. Yeah. yeah. Come on, yeah. it's a big so, budget. It's a big production. So <laughs> we're... Uh, did a little live stream on Getter pre-show. It was fun. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. About four or five hundred of you were there. Paul Nolan's here with the news. Rick Delgado's here. What even is that? Was a big part of the chat there, Rick. Oh, was it? Yes. And you have a what even is that tonight? Yes, I do. And what's that uh, going to be about? That is about uh, the month of June. Oh, very good. Lots of uh, <laughs> summer barbecues and swimming. Yes, of course. Okay, very and, good. Uh, yeah. A production team and movie. Yes. Some, maybe com- some dancing and singing. Who knows? Geo hey. Fran here holding it. Oh, who's that on the right side of the screen over there? <gasps> oh, Look at it. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Slick Rick is back. How was your the week, sexy bud? Sexy mother ever. Purplicious. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Incredible. Purple Exceeded rain. expectations as always. There you go, Paul. <laughs> incredible. Rain. What a weekend. Oh. Where, so what, what exactly did you do? Well, danced like I was like 23. The old hip really worked well. Um, <laughs> they called me a superstar when I left, so it was a lot of fun. I got to record with Prince's band. We did the hand clap thing. It was in the Star Tribune. Uh, it was just unbelievable. Of course, Prince's half-brother asked me, where do I get my suits? I had to give him the tip on where I buy my suits in L.A., yeah. and uh, good stuff. Good Very stuff. Good. Unbelievable. Wow. Just nonstop music all now, night. Now, I heard panels. that you... Um did you do like karaoke night or something? You want a guitar or something? Someone yeah, said? I want a guitar uh, Wednesday night down in downtown, a place called Glicks in, uh, right in uh, Minneapolis. Yeah, I want a gold cymbal guitar. for No, it was a $10 raffle, Big D. Can't beat it, right? Talk about it. Once in a while, I'm good at gambling. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't... They wanted you in the photo op. So it wasn't for the best uh, cover version of... Um... Um, you know, raspberry beret, raspberry beret at the, uh, at the bar. Uh, uh, no. okay. Cause I had visions of you on top of, uh, well, I don't know. On top of the piano. <laughs> it's on top of something. Oh, well, he's got that new hip. Now, now yeah. we know why he got the operation. Absolutely. Rick. And prep for this trip. Yes. yes. Yep. Yeah. Hey, my hip, the ball joint's actually purple, believe it or not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Some information. laughs> okay. Only on LFS 6B. Yes. Good to be back. I missed everybody. Okay. It's good, good to, to have you guys. back. Um, did anyone in Minneapolis, did you have to have walk? Around, <laughs> did you have to walk around protection because it's pretty? Uh, pretty I liberal. walked. I, I went around with the best crew in the world, man. Okay. They kept they took good care of me. Did anyone me. Um, anyone bother you or come up to you or recognize you? One of the panelists actually recognized me in front of the Paisley Park. He goes, "I see, I know who you are." And it was, uh, yeah, we had a nice exchange. Uh, he was polite about it. it. Was it was cute? But okay. uh, yeah, wasn't uh, wasn't quite of the same political persuasion. No, was he? He, he was not. And, and and then I go in to sit down. I didn't Shocker. recognize him at first. He was the panelist for yeah. the whole crew. Unbelievable. Okay. All right. Well, it's good to have you back. We'll do some sports. We have an odds maker. We're going to do an odds maker's game tonight, or what? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, very good. As we're all even up, as we seem to always be. You should, um, you should bet a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what would it take for me to get that guitar put on the line right there? Oof, I don't we know. Could, we could Photoshop you out and put me in there. <laughs> That's a few bucks there, that guitar. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. What kind of what brand made that guitar? Is that a... That, that's a uh, Prince's private brand. It's a simple guitar that's uh, made by Prince, a customized, total customized, made in Minneapolis. So was that one of Prince's originals that he no, made? No, no, no. So no, it's no. a replica. Correct. And his, he has a company that makes replicas of his. Uh, yes, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay. 
All right, lots to do tonight. I feel like one of, this is one of these nights where we could do more than two hours. I've got so much to get to. Uh, a lot of it focused on this Thursday night debacle coming up, which we're going to... Um, Avoid like the plague. Well, we're going to have the live feed of it so we can keep track of these weasels and rodents um, on Thursday night, and we'll see how we... Uh, well, we'll see. We'll just see. We'll just see. We're not going to live in a vacuum, but we're going to keep track of these. You know, because I'll tell you what, I've been thinking about it. And I talked to the Zen master today about this. And Jesse Kelly had an interesting uh, tweet. And it got me thinking to one of the discussions that uh, Delgado, you were talking about this last night. So Yeah, and I, I did more research on this too, but to follow up, but go ahead. Jesse Kelly said, I love that the January 6th stuff is in the news. Cost me $90 to fill up at the pump last night. I was just stunned watching the price go up and up and up. The average voter feeling that rage and then turning on the TV to see January 6th, he's referring to Thursday night, is going to motivate people. And I was thinking about our conversation last night mm -hmm. about it backfiring. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking, you know, and, I, and I, I at first was, like Paul said, avoid like the plague. And then we talked about getting the live feed of it. And I, I thought maybe we should have it in the background on Thursday night just to, uh, just to remind ourselves every once in a while. Maybe we'll have Harry Oates is going to maybe – we'll stick Harry with uh, – by the way. <laughs> happy birthday. Happy birthday to the one and only Harry on the highway, Harry Oates today. As I get it out this morning, I get it out this morning to let's flood Harry's inbox with happy birthday messages. I hope you did that. And tagged him at Harry Oates on Getter. Happy birthday to Harry, the and one Prince. and only. And Prince. And Prince. And I actually got on the airplane with Harry when I left from Philadelphia last uh, Wednesday. Hey, Mr. Rick. There he there was, Harry Oates. <laughs> Could so you imagine you're about to start your vacation, <laughs> and then as soon as you get on the plane, there's Harry. There's Harry, <laughs> heading to Dallas. Mm, might pull the old, oh, I feel so good. <laughs> I'll wait for the next flight. No, no. <laughs> to which Rick jumped out the uh, <laughs> Got on the wing. Hey, what's the guy running on the wing for with the purple on? <laughs> so uh, back to what I was saying. So I don't know, Delgado, what do you think about this? I was thinking that maybe um, it's not the worst idea in the world to at least have Harry monitor it. And if anything is really just outrageous... We draw people's attention to it. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. And, you know, since we were talking about it last night, and I think it was one of the chatters on the Getter Chat mentioned they think it could boomerang. I was thinking the same thing. Then I started thinking about it a little bit more today. So I'm like, you know what? Why would people tune this in? Because it had me thinking, well, what kind of, what kind of, uh, what kind of uh, approval rating does Congress have right around now? And I looked it up. You know where it hovers? Can I guess? Around crack at uh, crack dealers. Yeah, it, it's somewhere between 12 and 14%. Okay. Approval rating for Congress. So Congress is the star of this production tomorrow or, or Thursday. Wow. Um, and now who's going to be putting this on? The mainstream media. How do, how do the public feel about the mainstream media these days? Well, they're like more like just cocaine dealers. Approval rating somewhere between 35 and 40%. So you're talking about two very um, polarizing groups that people don't generally like too much. And they decided it's in their best interest to get together and really, really get people to hate them.
because they're going to take up their time. They're going to take it because eight o'clock is leisure time. That's, you know, prime time. I want to watch my shows. I want to decompress. I want to get off. You know, I don't want to think about the stuff from today. I've already had to deal with, like you mentioned, the gas tank and, and the damn, damn bills that are coming in. And I see electricity's going up because, you know, as fuel goes up, electricity goes up too. It's that it, it, they're, they're kind of tied that way. Everything is going up. My summer's going to be a bust. I can't go on vacation. My job is junk because I'm not getting paid more to keep up with inflation. And these jackasses think that, that I'm going to sit there and just be entertained by them? I don't think so. I think this is going to boomerang badly. But that's no, just me. Nothing irritated me more when I could watch primetime television than having interrupted for any sort of political message, yeah. regardless of what it was. Like, I'll look that up on my own time, thanks. Right. And, yeah. and then you couple that with, uh, as Damon said, the first time he's sat, he went to go see a movie twice. And why? Because it was a feel-good American movie. This is not a feel-good American story they're going to try and tell on Thursday. And also the stuff that you pointed out a couple weeks ago where this January 6th committee, more and more people are starting to side with, hey, you know what? We think something else was going on in this election. And they have a, 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 a negative view of what I think it's down in the forty-five percent of January sixth. Yeah. yeah. You no, say no, 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 no. Oh. He's right on the money. The uh, people uh, and the people's interest in this story is. I, I last I saw was in the, the mid thirties. People had very little interest. So it's the same thirty five percent who approve of the mainstream media. The same thirty five percent who seem to want to know more about. Um, you know, January 6th and, and how it, you know, fits their personal ideology and reinforces their echo chamber and narratives that make them feel good and validated. And uh, they could just stay in their little corner where the rest of the world is like, get over yourself and grow up. Yeah. And I, so we'll, we're going to talk more about this tonight. But one of the things, and, and John Solomon actually brought this up. And, and actually, it's funny that I came across this the same day that they talked about it on Just the News, Not Noise. One of the things you're not going to hear, maybe this is what we'll do Thursday night. While, while they're doing that, we'll monitor that. We'll go through this. Because somehow, Madame Tussaud and her hit squad are not going to talk about this. And this is, gee, if you want to throw it up. January 6th, after action report. This is by the United States Capitol Police. Oh, this tells just a little bit of a different story than what Nancy Pelosi and her fake um, Salem witch trials nonsense BS committee has come up with. And won't you find this interesting as we go through it? Now, her committee could have obviously spent some time looking into the total collapse of what was going on with the Capitol Police. Of course, my question is, how much of this did Pelosi know and when did she know it? Going into this event... But there are some things in here that are just head-shaking. What what a just an absolute um, catastrophe the Capitol Police in preparation for this event were. And you can go through this after-action report, and I'll post it, and I encourage everybody to read this. But maybe we'll spend some time on Thursday night while they're doing their nonsense going through this. Because there's some things in here that you won't believe. And you've heard nothing about this. There's no committee that spent any time on this. There's no committee that's done any interviewing of these people. 
You can go through all these observations of things that didn't go right that day with the Capitol Police, things that were poorly executed, non-executed, intel that was given, that was ignored. I mean, there's some things in here that you just won't believe. Yeah, and don't forget about the FBI's report. Uh, where they seem to, uh, you know, people seem to forget that they reported after their investigation that the FBI at this point believes that the violence was not centrally coordinated by any far-right groups or prominent supporters of then-President Donald Trump, according to their sources. This is from Reuters. I'm, uh, this is not from, you know, you know Joey's, uh, Joey's website, that, yeah. you know, jo- Joey Maga Trump website. This is from Reuters. Yeah. And this will get me, by the way, tonight, we're going to spend some time on Denver Riggleman, who's a former congressman who's been working with Pelosi's hit squad on this sham committee. And he went on CNN. Not a good idea for him, because as he was asked basic questions, well, if you were an attorney, which I'm not, none of us are, you would judge somebody, uh, his credibility by the way they answer questions and whether you can believe anything they say or not. Well, I'll let you be that. Tonight, and you can listen to his answers, or should I say maybe his his non-answers, his attempt at answering and making you believe what he thinks that they're going to show you on Thursday night, when in reality, they're going to show you nothing, because there is nothing. So we'll get to him as well. Plus, we'll keep an eye on primary results, California, Iowa, Mississippi, Montana, New Jersey, New Mexico, San Diego tonight, on a Tuesday night, live from Studio 6B. Studio 6B on a Tuesday, Real America's Voice, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240, Glad You're In, Samsung TV Plus Channel 1029, of course streaming on Getter at Real AM Voice Getter page. Uh, we did a little live stream on the LFS 6P Getter page pre-show, that was fun, I'm going to do some more of that. Paul Nolan's here with the news, Rick Delgado's here with What Even Is That, Rick Amorati's got sports, packed show tonight, Geo Fran holding it down, lots to get to. Before we do sports, I was just... Uh, Picked up on this out of the Star Tribune. Gee, if you throw it up. Celebration 2022 is a dream come true for Prince fans at Paisley Park. After a two-year pandemic pause, the fan gathering returned with new outdoor and studio activities. And if you look in the first paragraph here, it says, talk about a Prince fan's dream. (laughs) Recording with his musicians at Paisley Park. Okay, it was just hand claps, but about 100 VIP fans got to record with members of Prince's MPG group Friday afternoon. Look at him. He's got jazz hands, said MPG dancer percussionist Damon Dixon, pointing to a goateed man <laughs> in a white suit embroidered with purple flowers. Wow. That's me, brother. That's got to be you. Dixon did a comical impression of the fans' jazz claps, and everyone in Studio A, that should say Studio 6B, laughed. <laughs> then Rick Amorati, 50, oh, they give your age here, Rick, 57 yep. of New York City, took a bow. Same age as Prince was when he passed away. <laughs> so, 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 Rick, can you do the, since we don't have the picture, can you recreate the jazz <laughs> yes. hands? And ironically, the guy's name was Damon. And yes. I, I was getting direction from him. What else? Nothing changes. He want to go to Minneapolis. <laughs> so what they were doing, they did a recording with the band. It was great. It was in the studio. They had the headphones on. And there was about maybe 100 people in there. Of course, I was in the, towards the front. And, and when everybody clapped, they're doing, you know, on the one, on the one. But I'm going... <laughs> 
<laughs> man, they loved it. And they, they were looking oh, for me good. even the next night. They loved it. So anyway, hey, come on. I got to put a little spin on it. It's a great connection with me and did, Prince. Did you do any winking? I know they, they probably would have liked that. Do you know one girl saw me there and she goes, you know how we're going to remember him? We're going to call him Slick Rick. I looked at her. I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> and then, um, by the way, at the end of this article, it says Amirati who has also attended all four recent celebrations, praised the concierge service. <laughs> yes. Morning coffee this year. He was especially excited for Friday night's concert starting Revolution's Brown Mark and Saturday's show featuring Prince on film at Glam Slam in 1992, accompanied live by MPG. He plans to dress for the occasion. <laughs> Prince inspired me in fashion ways, Amirati pointed out during Friday's dinner break. I'm wearing gold sequins tonight. Now, I saw a picture of that. Now, oh, are you man. wearing any jerry curl while you're there? <laughs> I, I, Paul, I didn't soul need it. Glow? I didn't need it. Don't worry. Okay. I'm wearing gold sequins tonight, and tomorrow I'm breaking out the purple sequins and trench coat. Yep. It makes wow. the fans so happy. That man's spirit is still around. And that writer, John Bream, has been with that paper since 1975. He's the longest tenured pop critic in uh, music history. It's unbelievable. Great writer. And the Star Tribune is a big paper in the Twin Cities, uh, you know, specifically Minneapolis. I'm Great time. I didn't burn it down. It's a, it's a good paper. Yeah. So it. Slick Rick making the uh, Star yeah. Tribune yeah. there Yeah. for what we get the uh, what we get to see every night, which of course is your outfits. <laughs> Yeah, yes. so, he, so so now he, he's he, he's he's a star in Minneapolis, uh, uh, you know, with the Prince thing. He's uh-huh. gonna once he gets to a, a rodeo, he's gonna be a star there. Yep. <laughs> where, where is this gonna end? Yeah, well, he's got an agent, I think already. I told you. That. I'm telling you right now, you mark my words. Within five years, he's riding shotgun with Elon Musk to Mars. There, there you go. go. He's he's gonna have his own little sweet commercial. All oh, right, well, for yeah, that was yeah. my gig. Well, for now, let's just let's just be happy that he's back doing sports. Let's do some of it. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell, of course, at MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. All the best deals on our page. Uh, and use code LFS6B at checkout. Father's Day's coming up, right? Yep. Good stuff for dad. Go there right now. Slippers. Uh, t- I would encourage you to get the towels because there's nothing like a towel that actually works. And it's actually oversized and really feels like Feels like it's working when you have it. So that would be my, my you want, encouragement. You want an to you. absorbent towel. You want exactly. to push the water. Exactly. You don't want some you thin want paper. An absorbent Come towel. On. You mean you it's want, working? Oh, this you want towel one that really feels working. like it's working. Yeah. <laughs> Where the hell are you using it? Not that leaves you like, you know. No, no, I don't. Feeling yeah, I don't, wet. But that's the thing. Right. A brand new towel sometimes just pushes it. Yeah. You <laughs> like it like a year or two old where it starts to absorb. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Nolan's down with what I'm saying. Yeah, Dakota's just an idiot. All right, let's do a sports slick, Rick. Hey. What's going on? Speaking of that, I'm I supposed to use the sham wow. <laughs> right. All right. And I'm in the post office earlier today. Girl goes, did anybody ever tell you like Johnny Depp? I says, yeah, I've heard that one before. He's the only man to ever win an argument over a woman. Anyway, moving along. NHL Eastern Conference Finals Game 4 in action tonight from the Amelie Arena in Tampa, Florida. Boys, Johnny come on. Depp you look like. You look like the other guy. Well, I get Johnny Depp all the time. I get guy? John Leguizamo. That's the that. one. Yeah, John Leguizamo. Yeah. Depends which angle. Yeah. Anyway, New York Rangers, Tampa Lightning, big one. New York Rangers lead the series 2-1. to one. Game just underway, about three minutes in. No score as of this moment, uh, but uh, that's a great series. I think whoever wins this game probably 
the Rangers can win this, they'll take a commanding 3-1 lead back to the Garden, and I think they may end up be able to close it out. If not, well, then Tampa's going to make it a good one. And Tampa's not going to go away easy because they are the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. And speaking of this good-looking team, the Avalanche sweep the Oilers, advance the Stanley Cup final. AP report from Edmonton, Alberta. Arturi Lekkanen is sending a team to the Stanley Cup final for the second straight season. Lekkanen scored 119 in overtime, and Colorado rallied to beat the Edmonton Oilers 6-5 last night, completing a four-game sweep in the Western Conference final and propelling the Avalanche into the Stanley Cup final for the first time since 2001. Colorado will take on the winner of the Eastern Conference final between the New York Rangers and two-time defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. The Rangers lead that best of series 2-1. Uh, game 4 is Tuesday at Tampa, which is tonight. Lekkanen repeated his feat of last season when he scored an OT game 6 to send the Montreal Canadiens to the final against eventual repeating champion Tampa Bay. So, we'll keep an eye on NHL. And speaking of playoffs, we got the NBA. We got the finals. The 2022 finals are here. The NBA's 75th anniversary season features a throwback matchup with the Boston Celtics taking on the Golden State Warriors. This is an AP report. The two teams were frequent playoff rivals in the 50s and 60s before the Warriors moved to California and met in the 1964 NBA Finals. Well, they're back at it again. After Boston won Game 1, Warriors answering Game 2. Topped the Celtics 107-88. Wasn't even a game. And uh, anyway, Steph Curry uh, scored 29 points. Jordan Poole connected from just inside of midcourt to cap a huge third-quarter run. And the Golden State Warriors beat the Celtics 107-88 Sunday night. So the scene switches to the East Coast tomorrow night in the TD Garden, where the Leprechauns will be a-leaping for a Celtic win for sure. Tampa uh, Bay's up one nothing, by the way. They, they just scored. scored? Okay, so there you go. I, I think they're going to make that series even. Tomorrow night's game, Golden State plus three and a half, Big D. We'll have to sit down and make a bet on that. Eyes on heaven, seven on Geta. She says, you and I have got to settle up on these bets. We just keep running a tab, running a tab. But you know what it is? We always get to zero. It's amazing. I mean, what are we going to do? I, mean, I guess like they want to see the big payoff, D, when, you know, when I owe you 50 grand. Yeah, I'd like to see it too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I like it like this. Everybody gets a trophy. This oh, is nice. Paul. Yeah. Paul wants everybody to get a trophy, likes the uh, Minnesota Star Tribune. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Paul. We're going to see. Um, Soften it up over here. Hey, listen, guys. Oklahoma and Texas to meet in Women's College World Series Finals. This is exciting. I've been watching this very closely. we got a lot of fans on Getter who do followers on Getter who love to watch as well. The Oakland's home as soon as and Texas Longhorn Softball teams will bring the Red River rivalry to the Women's College World Series Final. Number one ranked Oklahoma earned its spot Monday by beating the UCLA Bruins. Early in the day, UCLA forced an elimination game by handling the Sooners their third loss of the season. But Oklahoma rebounded to beat the Bruins 15-0 in the back nice. half of a doubleheader, ending the uh, latter game in five innings due to a mercy rule. Uh, Sooners slugger, look at her, check this girl out, Jocelyn Allo, led the way with two home runs and seven ribbies in the second game, bringing her career homer total to, you ready for this one? 120. No other player in NCAA Division I history has ever reached 100 home runs. You've got to see this girl. Isn't she the- related to Brady? Did it, I read that? I don't Tom know Brady's, about that. Mm, uh, that's a, she could be. Niece or something like that? Incredible athlete. She had two shots down the line. Unreal. I will recap the Texas game later on, but that was also a good win. That is going to be a fantastic College World Series. It'll be uh, tipping off Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. I'm going to make sure we cover that live and give those ladies their props. What incredible athletes, Big D. And that's wrapping sports. Back to you. Well, okay. we don't have time for news. I want to ask you, have you watched any of the Girls World Series? I have Softball? It is great. Awesome. The awesome. athleticism, the speed of the game, it's, it's great. I it did great. see something. I really wish a bunch of MLB dudes would just join the league and take their scholarships and ruin their lives. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure they wear their rainbows on their hats. Don't forget that now. <laughs> oh, God. All right, it's early on a Tuesday night. <laughs> An hour and a half to go. Live from Studio 6B. We'll do some news with Mr. Nolan when we get back.
right, live from Studio 6B, 30 minutes past the hour on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Lots to do. Paul Nolan's going to do some news. Rick Amorati's done sports. He'll do some more. Rick, uh, what's your name? Delgado's going to do what even is that? Top of the hour. Geo Fran holding it down as always. No crazy down tonight, but we do have an LOL of the day. Joe's in top form to sign bills for veterans. That's got to be good. Uh, Project Veritas. We have another Project Veritas video. We'll try to get to that. This girl in the press briefing room. It's a, it, <laughs> it's an interesting um, interesting way to run the briefing room with the one one of the dumber people that have ever been in there. I read somebody tweeted. Okay, so here's here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go 35 to 45 minutes late every day. We're gonna say stupid stuff. And then we're going to act like, well, geez, we got to get to that next event. It's like, I can't believe it's already four o'clock. Got to go. No time for questions. So somebody has figured out since they can't get Saki back because she's over there warming up at MSLSD or whatever the hell she's doing. Somebody's figured out that this, you know, that uh, Jean-Pierre there is just awful. Just absolutely awful. They they did actually come back and do another short briefing with her, but I think it may only be because they got so much pressure from the press. That well, she somebody yelled at her, minutes. right? Somebody yelled at her walking out of the first one. They said, we got to have longer briefings. Uh, yeah, I don't know who said that, but I know Ducey was like, any questions on the economy? Can you answer anything on the economy? He did actually get a question on the economy in the second briefing, which we will have if we have time. I mean, he could just leave it at, could you answer anything? I mean, she can't answer anything, and the answer she's, she does try to give and some of these questions are so laughably horrendous. I mean, don't they have options? Don't they have somebody else? Don't they have other options in the press uh, uh, office there at the White House? Well, no, they, they, she checks all the boxes. The backup guy after her is even worse. He was there once and he just froze and didn't take any questions. <laughs> he just froze. Oh my god! Oh my god. I mean, it's it's just. I mean, it's embarrassing. She said something today. I mean, do we have it? She said something today about the economy. It's in cut four. Let, okay, let I just we got to hear this before we do the news. It's just unbelievable. Play that cut four. Why do you think it is that 83% of people polled by the Wall Street Journal say the economy is poor or not so good? So when it comes to consumer confidence, is what you're talking about there, we know that uh, can reflect concern and uncertainty uh, about higher prices. People feel the effect of high prices uh, when they go to the grocery store and they feel they're up their gas, gas yeah, tank, thanks. which the president Just understands uh, very personally when he was uh, growing up and understanding how uh, how when prices elevate, uh, well, we don't care about bit, him. We're growing up hurt a family, how much that can we've heard uh, him really, say that a uh, hundred times. Uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, he was a uh, But the fact is, we are in a fundamentally different place compared to when the president took office and compared to this time a year ago. Right. And so, you know, during this president, during his pre this presidency, people felt uncertainty, uncertain about the economy generally, but they actually felt as good about their personal financial situation as they ever have, according to the Federal Reserve survey, with nearly 80% of adults reporting that they are financially comfortable. So but, that matters as, as well. But to the point about, you're, you're saying that people feel good about their personal financial situation. High gas prices, people can't get baby formula, the supply chain is messed up, uh, everything is more expensive, but where's the good part? 
So the survey that I just read off started in 2013, and that is the first time that we saw numbers like this since 2013. So that does no, that does mean something. Just like you gave me 83 percent, I'm giving you I, newer than 2013. <laughs> 61% are saying now in this Wall Street Journal poll they are generally pessimistic about people having an opportunity to achieve the American dream. How's that going to look on so a, on one, a bumper sticker? I guess sticker? What, I'm, what I'm trying to say, Peter, is that we understand that people are feeling feeling this. They are feeling uh, the increase of prices, uh, which with food in particular right now and gas. That is that is something that we understand. What we're trying to say, what I'm trying to say to you, is that the economy is in a better place than it has been historically. And so we feel here at this administration and other experts as well Compared is that. To we are in a good position to it's take on Great Depression. Inflation. We are in a good position to really start uh, really working on uh, lowering prices. We leave that piece to the Federal Reserve. Uh, they have the monetary policies uh, to deal with the best, to have the best tools to make sure that we bring down inflation. That's the that's the pain yeah. that the American family is feeling. Well, and what so are you that's saying? What, we're we're trying to, what we're saying is that we were in a different place a year ago, and now we are yeah, we in, were in a, a better much place. better place economically, but there's still work to do, and we We're in a much better place economically. This is like, there's so much here, I don't even... It's like, <laughs> Break it down! <laughs> what is she saying? I don't even know what she's saying. She's, she's citing things from 2013. Yeah. She's citing people's personal pocketbook. Remember something, you airdropped money to everybody for a year. That is now slowly dissipating. So I don't know if they're trying... What 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 stat that is that she's trying to point to to say people feel good about their personal people don't feel good about anything about their finances nothing not their spend not their taxes not inflation not their gas prices not their shopping cart nothing and it goes even further than that damon it goes to their 401ks, their college funds for their kids. Any money that they have invested, they're watching it starting to shrink. It makes you wonder. It's like, oh, oh well, we're in a better place. Compared to what? Like, like Rick said, the Depression era? The, you, mean, you mean the 1930s, the early 1930s? I mean, if that she could have thrown about? the word history in there one more time, maybe I would have Ooh. gotten it, but I don't think so. It was I historical believe- to be history and historical history. What? This word salad of nothing. Holy cow. And she reads most of it. And then she tries to reaffirm. Yeah. Then she tries to reaffirm at the end that we're in a better place economically than we were a year ago. What? Who th- ra- Raise your hand if you're on that in that boat. I see one person. <laughs> she, she's the only one on this screen right now that could raise her hand because she's probably doing better financially than she was a year ago. Right. That's Good it. point. Good that's point. that's what she's talking about. Economically, uh, we're doing better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and your friends, maybe, because you're all, uh, you know, sucking Living off, off the, the uh, public dole. Right. Yeah, you don't miss a check ever, and none of them do. Exactly. Even when the government shuts down, never had to. We work go through that before. Day in their lives, never had to worry about making payroll once in their life. Joe Biden, you're president. But this is again. This is this is a, a, another part of Thursday. Forget all of it. Forget your gas. Forget your energy. Forget your food. Forget your baby formula. Forget the, the border. Forget the illegals. Forget the COVID. Forget all of it. And watch our ABC News producer go to town on Thursday night with the greatest spectacle 
that we've uh, ever seen from a committee like we've never seen posing themselves as some investigative body, which they're not. It's just, it's crazy. She is awful at what she does. Awful. Well, let's give it time. I mean, Jen Psaki started out really bad. Then she was an absolute master at BS. Jen Psaki sounded like William F. Buckley on day one compared to her. (laughs) I mean, good Lord. All right, let's do the news here. 38 past the hour, and here with the news is Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? All right, some happy news from Just the News. An immigration and customs enforcement investigation has resulted in the arrest of 32 suspects allegedly involved in child sex crimes in Wichita, Kansas. ICE's Homeland Security Investigations partnered with local law enforcement for Operation Blue Ghost from May 17th to June 2nd. They they, uh, work together undercover child exploitation operation in Wichita, um, and uh, it came away with some bountiful results. Um, the second phase from May 31st to June 2nd involved many more law enforcement agencies, resulting in the arrest of 15 more suspects uh, for crimes including child sex trafficking, felony assault of a police officer, and promoting prostitution. Um, prior to that, they uh, also arrested 17 individuals for crimes related to aggravated human trafficking, promoting the sale of sex and the purchase of commercial sex acts. Is this all at Hunter Biden's house? What was going on? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, this is good stuff. I mean, we, remember we saw so much under this under the Trump administration. They, they, you know, he made it a priority, and it's nice to see a little of this happen. I don't care. Yeah, um, maybe that will give some kudos to uh, Homeland Security right now because we need, there's a lot of this going on and got to protect the kids, man. Well, as long as they prosecute them. Well, uh, thanks for raining well, on we're gonna worry. Parade. We're going to worry about the, we'll worry about the gu- let's not worry about the law in the books. Let's worry about the guns. We're yeah. not going to worry about uh, putting, uh, you know, gun traffickers in jail. We're going to worry about the, you, the American people. You will worry about your guns before we worry about that. So um, I, I don't know if uh, you guys want to do a happy story now. Should I save it for the end? But I love yeah. this story. It's from Go the ahead. Epic Times. State trooper sees distraught man about to jump off bridge, talks him down from suicide, and consoles him. A Massachusetts state's, uh, state trooper talked the man down from the Tobin Bridge, which I have crossed many times. On Saturday, June 4th, the state troopers and firefighters from Boston and Chelsea responded to a man who scaled over the barrier of, um, on the southbound upper deck, was contemplating jumping from the ledge. Trooper Paul O'Connor joined Sergeant uh, Peter Sinat and Trooper Randy Roach, and they made contact with the man, and uh, they were able to calm him down. Uh, the police and the uh, local Marine unit responded, and uh, well, everybody, uh, just a nice happy ending, and the boy uh, weep, was weeping in the police officer's arms, and he's, uh, he's doing okay now. Which and I, of course, uh, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of those kind of stories of the men and, men and women of the police force and emergency personnel and firemen and that happen every single day all over this country um, that you never hear about. And of course, uh, again, not to relate everything back to Thursday night, but just remember the party that wants to, that did defund the police that called them stormtroopers when they were protecting federal buildings in Portland and every other place. And Thursday night, you're going to see the same party make those police out to be uh, at the Capitol a whole different thing. You got to just check your common sense at the door and then put your whiplash collar on because with this party, 
we know how they feel about law enforcement. We know how they feel about law enforcement actually doing their job. We know what their DAs paid for by, um, what's his name, all over the country. George Soros. Yeah, Soros. We know how they feel about the laws on the books. We know what this party is all about. And we know how they feel about law enforcement, including Joe Biden, who was asked in that interview he did with that um, gentleman who was in the wheelchair at the time. But he said, we're going to move some funds around. And Joe Biden said, absolutely. So we know what he feels. We know what his party feels. We know what the leaders of the party feel. We know what most people who vote for them feel about law enforcement and about the police all over this country. And they will, uh, they will make you believe that they believe something else on Thursday night. And it's a damnable lie. Because we know how they feel. And we remember the summer of 2020. And we remember every weekend that we see all, all of these people that they, they catch these criminals with guns and they don't even, they're not even in jail for a night. So we know what this party's all about when it comes to law enforcement and enforcing the laws that are already on the books. And what you're going to see Thursday night is nothing more than BS. All right, more on that. We'll get to Denver Riggleman in this CNN interview he did. He's part of this January 6th hoax nonsense. And you can hear from him yourself and make a decision. If that's the quality of a character, judge for yourself. All right, we're back right after this. from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Get our chats all fired up. Good to see them. We'll talk some more about uh, the sham on Thursday night. We'll talk about some other things. I want. I really do want you to see this guy on CNN because I just, maybe he went, you know, people who like, they make you, well, it's like Adam Schiff, right? It's like, it's, it's, like, it's that level weasel. Mm-hmm. Like they make you believe every day, like they've got the goods. But then when you actually, and I mean, it's CNN. It's not, it's not like it was uh, Brett Baer or somebody pressing him or like he went to friendly territory. I mean, they, they just asked him some basic questions and just the weasel answers. And it's just, it's just a little microscope into the intelligence of these people and how they're going to try to frame this Thursday night thing when they've got nothing. And basically had to, in the end, well, you'll hear, you'll, you'll, you'll see what I mean, so... All right, let's do some sports here. 12 minutes to the hour. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell, MyPillow.com. Order up those uh, towels and those, um, I mean, like right now, go order up the towels for dad. Yeah. And say, here, dad, stuff, them, stuff these pillows in your closet and uh, <laughs> you'll like them. Or, they, or maybe the slippers. Yeah, right. they really week, work. Week from LFS Sunday. LFS 6B, yeah. Week from Sunday, Father's Day. Use the code to check out. What's going on, Slick Rick? All right, well, update on that Ranger-Tampa playoff game. Tampa leads one nothing with about six minutes to go in the first period. We'll continue to keep an eye on that. Game four, NHL Eastern Conference Finals. And, uh, well, let's get back to the softball. I don't want to forget the other part of the girls in that, in that game. Texas earned his spot later last night by beating number seven Oklahoma State in back-to-back games. Texas forced a doubleheader by winning 5 nothing in the first inning of the night and came back from a 5 nothing deficit in the second. The Longhorns uh, took the lead in the top of the fifth. 
any when a pair of Oklahoma State mistakes turned a single into a trip around the bases for Bella Dayton that scored three runs and again the championship first pitch Wednesday night in Oklahoma City uh, and we'll certainly have that on LFS 6B keep an eye on those scores if you haven't taken a few minutes to watch the girls do it it's good fun uh, and, and here we go with this guys ESPN's Sarah Spain calls Rays players bigots for not wearing gay pride patch. This is from Bobby Burek of Outkick. The five Tampa Bay Rays players refused to wear what? the gay... Wait, yes. wait, they were lit, called bigots? Correct. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Sarah Spain of ESPN. Yep, this story broke a little while ago, Paul. I'm sorry to interrupt no, you. No, no worries. Uh, I, I had the same reaction. The five Tampa Bay play, uh, players who refused to wear the gay pride logo on their uniform because of their religious beliefs are bigots, says ESPN commentator Sarah Spain. We had the video right here of Spain getting performatively angry on Around the Horn yesterday, but ESPN has now made the video unavailable. They're good like that. Uh, this is what tends to happen when frivolous class isn't affected by things, Spain begins. That religious exemption BS is used in sports and otherwise also allows for people to be denied health care, jobs, apartments, children, prescriptions, all sorts of rights. We have to stop tiptoeing around wait, it what? because we are trying to protect people who are trying to be bigoted from asking for them to be exempt from it. When the very people that they are bigoted against are suffering from the consequences, you say trying, trying to be bigoted. Uh, this is again Sarah wait. Spain, quote unquote. Can we back up? Sure. Her quote was, people use religious exemption to stop people from getting medicine. Well, she stop said, other people from getting medicine. She yes. said that religious exemption BS is used in sports and otherwise also allows for people to be denied health care, jobs, apartments, children, prescriptions, all sorts of rights. So That's was, a was crock of doo-doo. Quite a word salad by this genius. Yep. yep. Who is this kook? She's a commentator, and she's on Around the Horn, which is a very, very woke uh, show that ESPN runs. Well, everything uh, on a daily ESPN show. is so yeah. beyond woke. That woman needs to be held accountable for her hatred. I agree. For I her agree. hateful, hateful. She's an anti-Christite. Yep, uh, and they said the five biggest in question are Jason Adam, Jalen Beeks, Brooks Raley, uh, Jeffrey Springs, and Ryan Thompson. And the article went on to say, regardless of your religious beliefs, players should not have to participate in a self-serving social justice campaign. Pride Month has become more about the public figures pretending to support the rainbow flag than the LGBT community. Uh, MLB, like major corporate brands in the country, are engaging in Pride Month only to show critics they are not anti-gay. By the way, this genius this is- wasn't... This, this is genius, so Orwellian. She wasn't done either, by the way. She took to Twitter after that show. Oh, yeah. And she said <laughs> she the following. Stop, huh? She said, quote, using <laughs> your religion as a shield for ignorance and bigotry is antiquated. And it's a choice. It's a choice made of privilege. You're not affected by the policies and laws that discriminate. You're not endangered by the hatred that bubbles. Does she not? Is the irony not exploding out of her <laughs> ears? And where's her? Where's the accountability for her now coming out with those comments? Let's see what ESPN does with her. Let's, I think she went over the line. Let's start with this. No one's going to tell me what to wear. Right. I'm wearing my uniform. I'm not going to. So what, what's next? The state says the social media mob, the the woke mob, the Orwellian power structure says believe this. Two plus two is five. It doesn't matter if it is or isn't. You just believe what the state tells you. It's the same thing, except it's done through this pile of moral BS. You're not better than me. You're not better than him or her. I'm not going to be judged. They're not going to judge you, so I can't be judged. So leave us alone. You can't tell me what they're doing to these people. They're just browbeating them. And and, and these guys who step step up and, and, and stand up for their religious freedom. Uh, God bless them. 
Yeah. You shouldn't be allowed to bully people into doing what you believe. Right. And some of their teammates came to bat for them, no pun intended. Uh, and they actually did, you know, step up for them and, and, and say that they supported. I don't believe for a second, no it. pun intended. Yeah. And, and, and what's funny is, is you're right, Paul, the, the hypocrisy. She, she's self-owning herself and she doesn't realize it, you know? By, just, by, say, by saying, well, right. I'm going to use this to make this statement, and you shouldn't be allowed to use that to make that statement. It, it, it makes no sense. It's going to end up She's canceling her herself next. out. It's going to eat like it does. It eats from the bottom up. Right. Yep. She's going to get what eat, na- eat next. Like, what's next? You know what I mean? What's the next thing? Look, if you told people 20 years ago, you'd have to ask the question. It had to be a documentary called, What is a Woman? Would you think they were crazy? How about 10 years ago? We need a documentary about what is a woman and these charlatans in, in schools and in, in, in universities on, on, on major daytime programs are telling you a woman is not a woman now. It's insanity. It's the emperor has no clothes. It's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. Jason Whitlock today um, has a great column on this, Paul, that you would enjoy reading on the Sarah Spain thing. And he, he relates it down to uh, something called block and charged. Historians will lament social media's spread of the block and charge contagion. Its unprecedented negative impact on human engagement threatens democracy's freedom and truth. Blocked and charged is at the root of most of the alleged social contagions, existential threats, and pandemics the corporate media rely on for ratings and relevance. Blocked and charged has been around since the beginning of time. Its origins date back to the first time a young child stuck index fingers in his ears, closed his eyes, and shouted at the top of his lungs to avoid acknowledging an upsetting idea, opinion, or piece of information. Social media developers normalized the behavior for adults. Twitter and other social media apps trained influencers to block dissenting views and then charged their dissenters with racism, homophobia, misogyny, and or transphobia. Sarah Spain executed the block and charge concept to perfection. Wow. wow. Right on the money. Bingo. So that's the beginning of it. It's, uh, it's psychotic. This it is. is un- it's unbelievable. I mean, and it like, just reminds me of the, the you know, it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. It only matters what the state tells you to believe. And now the state is, is, you know, is being removed by some corporate entity that just keeps pumping out everything on its... Like what? What is it on? What does ESPN Disney own? What thirty percent of all major media outlets between their, all their products? Yep. ABC and yep. and, and then Viacom owns a chunk and CBS. Comcast. I mean, it's oh, MSNBC. So all you need is what five and a half or six major corporations can all team. Right, let's all push this crap, and everyone will get in line. We we'll keep saying it over and over. Eventually, we'll have we'll have kids in drag contests at the age of five. Yeah. That's going on everywhere. It's going on in Texas. This most recent, you see this most recent one down there in Texas? Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Absolutely insane. All right, hour two coming up. Lots to get to still. Grinds my gears. Matthew McConaughey was in the press briefing room today. Grinding my gears. All right, all right, all right. We'll get to that.
live from Studio 6B, Hour 2. Just taking a look at some of the primary election results tonight. Uh, Iowa, I believe the polls just closed. We love Iowa. California obviously closes later. Mississippi, 1st District, Trent Kelly, 14% reporting. He's got 84% of the vote. 2nd District, Benny Thompson. He'll be a big part of Thursday night's... uh, and Weasel. He's got 95% of the vote so far, only 7% reporting. Third district Republican primary, Michael Cassidy right now, 48%. Michael Guest, 39%. Fourth district, Steve Palazzo. Is that related to the umpire Enrico Palazzo? <laughs> <laughs> Barely any votes in there. Uh, so I, I don't think anyone expected any big... Uh, any big... Uh, Landmines tonight in these primaries. Montana. Hey, it's Enrico Plaza. Ryan Zinke in the first district. Uh, nothing there. I guess those polls have they close in another hour. Jersey, they're closed. Um, oh boy. We'll see what communists have been elected over there. Second district, Tim Alexander. Third district, Bob Healy. Looks like he's got the lead. Seventh district, Thomas Keene Jr. Fifth district Republican primary, Frank Pallotta. Tenth district Democrat, uh, Donald Payne Jr., Robert Menendez. Ugh, God. Keep voting for him. Bob Menendez. Uh, New Mexico. Uh, Last updated, nine o'clock. We've got nothing, zero. And then in South Dakota... Last updated, we got nothing there. Obviously, Christy Nome is uh, the Democrats running uncontested Jamie Smith. So there's really nothing in California, of course. The uh, grease ball is going to get, I'm assuming, elected, reelected because California wants to suffer and continually be the worst state other than New York in the, uh, in the country with uh, Gavin Newsom. So uh, that's what we have so far riveting night of primaries here um but now we'll move on to something better and of course that's one of my new favorite segments here on the show and that of course is rick delgado with what even is that all right well thank you damon and hey everyone we hope you had a very nice weekend and and believe it or not it's hard to believe that this the first week of June mm. is already over. Now, of course, since the calendar clicked over from the month of May, I'm sure you've noticed, as I have I, that a certain segment of our society is really, extremely, and some would say outwardly happy about it being June. Have you noticed it? Ah. <laughs> yeah, you know, just about everywhere you look, there's this narrative that includes, oh, I don't know, parades with rainbows and, and queens celebrating with all sorts of pomp and circumstance as far as the eye can see. <laughs> and of course, you guessed it, tons of flags. Sure. Oh, my God. Flags? No, I said flags. That's right. I I would say that this led me to one important question that we probably all asked ourselves the first time we saw Boy George was, what even is that? (laughs) (laughs) But after we absorbed the shock and found out we actually liked his music and didn't give a crap about who he had sex with, the more important question today is, hey, who told you guys you could have a whole month of June? I mean, seriously, what even is that? Yeah, a twofer. (laughs) Uh, I mean, the birth of our nation. 
and only get color. one freaking day to celebrate in July. And that's the founding of an entire country. You people, as I call you, have decided that you're laying claim to the entire month simply to cer- celebrate where you put your privates. Now, I don't see anybody jumping up and down to celebrate, oh, my wife doesn't have sex with me anymore, month. <laughs> no, no, we're not celebrating that. Or, 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 or I'm so lonely I can't believe I'm watching videos on this website again, month. No. <laughs> Am I sharing too much? A little bit. Uh, Well, you know what I mean. Uh, And then, of course, there's the obvious rub of Black History Month. Yeah. Black people have to be like, yo, homie, why did you guys get June? I mean, let's face it, my brothers from another mother, you guys got screwed getting February the coldest and shortest month of the year. Mm -hmm. You ain't lying. And and then, of course, there's that brand new holiday that that you just got uh, that falls. uh, And when does Juneteenth fall? Yeah, it's not in February. And then when you look at through the lens of, hey, that's really presumptuous of you guys. Um, did you ever consider that maybe the month of June was already taken? Uh, so guess what? I did a little research. And wouldn't you know it, according to the National Day calendar, that's day calendar uh, with a big D in front of it, it's taken by a lot of other stuff. Mm. According to this, June already is national give a bunch of balloons month that one sounds pretty stupid i never heard of that one before it's also national dj month african-american music appreciation month that's too wordy uh national zoo and aquarium month (laughs) uh it's also men's health month something we should be paying attention to it's also (laughs) national accordion awareness month who knew uh national adopt a cat month (laughs) national fruit And Vegetables Month. Okay. And one that sounds a little gay. Uh, National Candy Month. National Camping Month. National Caribbean American Month. National Country Cooking Month. National Dairy Month. National Great Outdoors Month. National Headache and My Migraine Awareness Month, which is actually what this list is giving me right around now. It's also Home Ownership Month, even as interest rates soar and is getting harder to buy a home month. Uh, It's also National Ice Tea Month. National Papaya Month. National no, 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 Pollinators no, no, Month. What? No, that's the wrong iced tea. I I, are you sure? I, I'm pretty sure that's the wrong iced tea. I, I looked him up. I thought that was him. <laughs> it's also National PTSD Awareness Month. National Safe Word Month. National Soul Food Month. Uh, and it's National Turkey Lovers Month. And why the hell isn't that in November? <laughs> But now add to that Gay Pride Awareness Month. And again, I ask, how did you get it? I don't remember this coming up for a vote. No. Seems like you just kind of showed up and took over like it was a dance floor or something. Yeah. It reminds me of so many areas of the country where you just kind of move in and take over. (laughs) Then you proceed by making the neighborhood nicer. Cleaner, safer, and then, of course, the real estate values soar, and, well, hey, you know what? <laughs> Maybe that's not that bad of a thing, now that I think that about it. there's anything wrong with that. No, of course not. I mean, it's fine if that's who you are. Absolutely. I mean, I have many gay friends. My father's gay. Yeah. <laughs> so since we're going about this all along, and, and we'll let you claim June as Gay Pride Month. It yeah. needs a little fixing up anyway, but I only ask you one thing. If you What's can help that? us decide what month is going to be Let's Go Brandon Month. Yeah. Damon... Wow. Back to you. That's that good, was great. That's a good question. I, I don't. They that's had purple, question. right? Didn't they have purple? Now they got all the colors. They got them all. Yeah. That's not fair. They took them all. You can't take them all. That's they a good question. All. When is when when is going to be a Let's Go Brandon month? I bet there's no vote on that. There'll be no just taking over a month for that. No. So. I say we start it right now.
All right, very good. <laughs> I think it's. I think that's pretty much every day nowadays. Yeah, given where the country's at. Um, yeah, all right, I, don't think, well, I don't think everybody wants to celebrate that, really, though. Yeah. All right, very good, Rick. Um, let's do some more news, and here with the news is Paul Nolan. We'll also continue to watch anything in these primaries that's worth uh, updating, which I don't suspect Christy Noem's going to have any issues. Eric uh, Swalwell's in the news. Did you see that? Eric Swalwell, uh, in the final eight weeks of his Cal- the California Democrat's uh, re-election bid, his campaign paid at least $62,000 for travel-rated expenses, including at least one European hotel stay, according to the Federal Election Commit- uh, Commission. Uh, records show that from early uh, April to mid-May, the campaign paid for luxury hotel stays in such places as Miami, New Orleans, Paris, San Fran, New York, and Washington, D.C. Um, in the hotel stay in Miami cost $4,700 alone. Uh, he paid almost $2,000 uh, for an airline ticket. And uh, this is the guy who sleeps with... Um, bang, bang, with the bang, bang. With, with Chinese spies. And he hasn't stopped... Uh, well, I don't... Th- I mean, is he allowed... Um, is that... Uh, isn't that questionable spending? I believe it is. I thought it's unclear how some of the stops on Swalwell's travel itinerary correspond with his campaign. It's common for politicians in election cycles to spend tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on campaign-related travel. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it seems like a scam to me. So um, that's why I'm, if you guys don't see me here next month, <laughs> I'm getting into politics. <laughs> You're running for office. Yeah, yeah. and I cannot be trusted. All right, what else is going on in the All that news? power, forget about it. Um, Tennessee files petition uh, that would take Robbie Starbuck off the GOP primary ballot. Did you guys see that? Uh, the state of Tennessee filed a petition on Tuesday in the appeal of a lower court's decision that put Robbie Starbuck back on the Republican primary ballot. Starbuck was placed back on the primary ballot last week after... County court ruled that the Tennessee Republican violated the Open Meetings Act by holding a closed-door meeting to kick him off the ballot. Um, Signatories of the petition, including Tennessee Republican officials, such as Attorney General Herb Slattery, Tennessee is requesting an expedited review of the petition due to ballot printing deadline before the August 4th uh, primary. This is according to the Tennessee Star. So... Seems like they're going out of their way to target Robbie Starbuck. Mm-hmm. And it seems like and it's, it's, it's interesting that he's establishment. It, yeah, it's interesting that he's going against Trump endorsed Morgan Ortegas, which is one of the real head shakers of all of the endorsements. Uh, I believe that's who's running against him. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like, um, well, I don't know. Right? I mean, it, it almost seems. Um, to a level of real, uh, it's almost diabolical here. Just continually targeting him in this race. It's almost like they're just trying to clear the decks for her. Well, you know how this works. You know, they, they, it's elections, right? They're not, they're not elections anymore. Just keep on. I mean, they, with the RNC has proved that it's as useless as the DNC, so. There's some, there's some shenanigans going on in Michigan as well, by the way, with um, candidates getting kept off the ballot. And um, I don't believe Tudor Dixon is one of them who's running into these issues, but there are some other candidates who are running into issues with the state or the elections board or somebody up there claiming that they didn't get enough signatures in time. Or So there's just... You know, I mean, I know everybody thinks the Republicans are going to, you know, just don't ever... 
don't ever underestimate the Republicans' ability in any state to screw something up. Yeah. Well, some top Republicans shared the plan uh, to combat the partisan production. That is Thursday's Democrat-led hearing showcasing the findings in the January 6th committee investigating the Capitol riot during a press conference. Uh, reporters on Tuesday evening, House GOP conference was uh, Elise Stefanak, uh, Jim Banks of Indiana, Jim Jordan of Ohio, heavily criticized Democrats. And, um, you know, they uh, are planning to... Um, take this on, so we'll see what happens there. So maybe we'll get, and it's always the same Republicans, right, that seem to care. Like, there's a handful of them that you feel like you could trust they will get up and do something, so. Uh, a, a real short handful, yeah, maybe. A, a handful, but it's always like Jim Jordan and and Hawley and, you know, and Cruz at times, you know, but he's always on the fence, so. Uh, Jim Banks, I mean, so we'll we'll see. You know, we'll see. Hopefully we'll see some, uh, yeah. some action against these this nonsense. All right, we'll do some more news, more sports, all coming up, more video. We'll get to um, Jenny Ellen was testifying today about inflation. I don't know. It's got to be some age limit to some of these jobs. Let's talk about inflation. Inflation continues to rise. What can you do? As I've been telling you, one of the uh, options to consider, we'll get the CPI data on Friday. We'll see what the big print is. If paper money's worthless, how do you protect your hard-earned savings? One of the options to consider is physical gold and silver. And the folks that talk to there at Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold are experts in precious metals and A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Thousands of satisfied customers. Most importantly, they'll give you options. You can buy gold coins. You can convert an existing IRA to a gold IRA. You can even convert an eligible 401k account to a gold IRA account. Philip Patrick will be on this show tomorrow night to talk about where we are with inflation. Whether he thinks that we can have a soft landing, a soft-dish landing, or if we're going to crash this thing right into the side of the mountain, as the Federal Reserve most likely will do, as they'll over-tighten and send us right to recession. But in the meantime, here's how you get started with them. Text America to 989898. Get your free information kit from our friends at Birch Gold Group. They'll show you how to protect your gold and silver investments in a tax-sheltered account. Get the facts. Get started today. You have nothing to lose. Text the word America to 989898. Get your free information kit from our friends at Birch Gold, and they'll let them show you how owning gold and silver could help protect your savings. 18 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. So um, clearly I haven't been keeping up on the Tennessee race, as everybody was just telling me. Ortegas is off the deal, too. Tennessee Republican Party removed three congressional hopefuls. Ortegas, Baxter Lee, Robbie Starbuck, all off. Um, Ortegas had received the endorsement of former President Trump with the three removals. Who's left? Uh, National Guard Brigadier General Kurt Winstead, former House Speaker Beth Harwell, Maury County Mayor Andy Ogles are among the most prominent candidates left. State Party removed the candidates because the trio didn't meet its requirements to be considered Tennessee Republicans. 
Okay. So there you go. I guess uh, Starbucks, does, I guess he's still fighting it. Is that basically the deal? But the yeah, other ones that's aren't? What, that's yeah. what I heard. Yeah, he's still fighting it. Yeah. Okay. Why do they hate him so much is the question. Maybe, well, I mean, maybe I, he's I, uh, uncorruptible. Well, that could be. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess if there's certain things you had to, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the rules are there. Are they, uh, because you know, this Democratic Party's you know cares about corrupted people. <clears throat> they won't have anything to do with it. An, e- an April 10th email obtained by the Tennessean, Tennessee Republican National Committee, Beth Campwell said that quote Trump is okay with the party removing Ortegas from the ballot. Well. Trump's spokesman quickly denied the claim. That's a dirty lie, which should not surprise anyone, given there are rhinos in Tennessee trying to quietly pull strings and illegally remove President Trump's endorsed candidate, Morgan Ortega. Well, it's not a great endorsement, in my opinion, anyways. But All right, so that's what's going on there. So as far as what's going on tonight, still um, I don't really see anything of uh, significance to talk about. Chuck Grassley looks like it's going to win again. Uh, only 2% reporting, but he's got 80% of the vote, most likely going to win there again. Mississippi, Trent Kelly's been called the winner in the first district. Benny Thompson's been declared the winner in the second district. Um, that's all I see really there. All the other polls are still, Christy, oh, Christy Noam has been considered the winner already in South Dakota. Jamie Smith on the other side. Uh, New Mexico, we have not called anything. Jersey, we went through those. California, obviously, polls haven't closed yet. They close at 11 p.m. Eastern time. So that's where we are with the primaries tonight. So uh, let's do the LOL of the day, G, and we'll do, uh, and we'll do sports. Uh, Joe is in top form to sign bills for veterans. Roll it. You know, as a point of personal privilege, it was my honor to sign a bill that will name the new VA outpatient clinic that will be built in Hawaii after a dear friend of mine and a former Senate colleague who I work with, and, and Maisie's here as well. And the Democratic and Republican sponsors of this bill, especially the leaders of our Veterans <laughs> Committee, Big well. John Tester. John, thank you very much, old buddy, and Senator Moran, and thank you, as well as uh, uh, Takano and uh, and, you know, Washington is also here. Where, 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 where are you? Where is everybody? <laughs> where are you? There you go. Okay. Who are you? You got, you got four right across. Yeah, okay. I, I, I need glasses. I, only when I look out, the only thing is, is Joe Manchin. <laughs> God, I wish that. I had Joe's here. And with that, now I'm going to go and sign those nine bills. <gasps> and at some point, I don't know, I'm, I'm no, no longer doing advance work, John, but, uh, uh, but I got to get you all up here for the signing. We'll work that out. So thank you. And again, kids, thank you for being here, okay? Thank you very much. Maybe I can talk to you afterwards. Will you talk to me later? Oh, good okay. God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> get Operation uh, Blue Ghost in there. Let's get this guy on, the, on surveillance. You're not going to videotape us with your naked son, are you? Ugh. Ugh. Get away. You like to watch a movie my kid made? Ugh. He has his own channel. Ugh. Ugh. Always seems to be a struggle. The naked gun. Always seems to be a struggle. <laughs> so, Enrico yeah, Plato. The naked gun. <laughs> the real remake. <laughs> oh, man. Good Lord. Uh, a couple of things. The president's son. <laughs> the president's son. Let's, yeah. just, so, let's just hold on to this for a second. 
the United States president's son. Smartest guy's nose. Is making porns. Smartest guy he knows. <laughs> Doing business deals with the big guy, the dad, who cuts in for a piece. No. Nope. Because he's like, Don Fanucci, got to get the beak wet. He takes guns, throws them in dumpsters by schools. Yep, smartest guy he knows. He does crack. That's bad. I'm not a dietitian, but I know that's not good for you. <laughs> yeah, it smartest guy he knows. I've heard. He, you heard that too? Yeah. Delgado, you're yeah. a fitness buff. I, I Crack's bad? Yeah. I've heard. Yeah. Okay, but you don't have any scientific facts, but we'll no. get at the CDC on that. Harry says crack hurts. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he, so he's made a bunch Especially of tricks Especially when getting on, arrested by Border Patrol. <laughs> for, this man's fall down. Yeah. He, 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 he took Air Force Two to China on five occasions. Yeah. He had deals with uh, Russian oligarchs. Right. Um, mm-hmm. He was on a... Get to the bad stuff here, Paul. He, he took down a Indian tribe with his Rosemont Seneca, right? They destroyed them financially. Fine. Um, he, what else? He, that's right. He got it on the board of a... Of a, of, a, of a company that paid him a consulting fee for yeah. a business he knew nothing about. Got a lot of experience there. What else? Um, I mean, so far, Paul. I mean, listen, we all have our little things. This is the president's kid. I mean, I'm sure you have your little things if we looked into your, you know, come on. You got your own big guy somewhere, right? Let's, uh, let's cut to okay. the commercial. Okay. The one, the We're one supposed thing, to be doing sports here. The one thing that kind of gets lost in this is that when you say it's the president's kid, it yeah. makes it sound like he's younger, like he would be, you know, hey, he's a little so, wet behind the ears. He didn't know any better. I mean, right. you guys. Like he's an incorrigible child. He's you guys, you guys keep, almost 50. You guys keep getting caught up in the small things In the minutia. <laughs> it's just being quirky. Didn't you see him on 60 Minutes when he had his book out? He looked good. He finger paints. We all can turn We all turn <laughs> it around. We all turn it around at some for point. A finger paint. For a finger paint. Come and on. he's an artist, right? Top notch. Van Gogh. Sure use his finger. <laughs> So, <laughs> not according to that video. <laughs> well, now we don't have time for sports. So now you two apologize to Slick Rick. That's Rick, quite all right, sorry. boys. So, sorry. Do sorry. we have time? Uh, what do we have? We have time for nothing now. Can G? I have a? I have a question that I, I heard this today. Can Which I ask one? the getter audience something? All right, go ahead, Paul. We'll save it. We'll come back after. <laughs> Is the break. this true or false? Please, in the getter chat. Yeah. I want you to write true or false, but don't go look it up. Starbucks is no longer. If you want black coffee, you have to now say, I want coffee as is. Don't use the term black. Is this true or false? Just write <laughs> true or false in the get it chat. And I want to see what people think here. Oh, gosh. I'm because- not kidding. I'm not kidding. Did you look at did you look at the live from Studio 6B Twitter today? No. Paul? No. I swear to God, this is I'm I'm not making this up. This is what I put on there today. Oh, no, 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 no. So true or false, through the commercial break, I want true or false. True, Starbucks is saying they, if you want black coffee, you have to say as is. False, no, you can say black coffee. The black beverage is created by black people for black people, they write in this article. And as I put in the tweet, where does it end? from Studio 6B. Let's do a quick update in sports since we didn't get to sports. 
What's going on, Slick Rick? All right, Big D. Well, Amelie Arena then, downtown Tampa, Rangers Lightning. Lightning continue to lead 1-0. Game's just about midway through, about nine minutes to go in the second period. And uh, Joey Logano beat Kyle Busch in OT to win NASCAR Cup race at Worldwide Technology Raceway. I wasn't here yesterday, so I want to get a little NASCAR news in today. Madison, uh, Illinois, Joey Logano, jockey for the lead with Kyle Busch in OT. Got around him for good just before the white flag flew and cruised to victory Sunday in the NASCAR Cup Series debut at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Well, we don't need a white flag anymore. What's that? Watch oh, out yeah. with that white flag. Man, <laughs> 1776 well, on the Get It chat said, breaking news, vanilla ice cream is now considered racist. <laughs> yeah. so, somebody said, if you really want to throw Starbucks people off, go in there and order a white chocolate mocha. <laughs> <laughs> With extra caramel. Oh, 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 too many. Yeah. There too you many go. Words. Logano made it a banner day for Team Penske, which won the IndyCar race with Will Power earlier in the day in Detroit. Uh, Kurt Busch finished third with Logano's teammate Ryan Blaney fourth, and Eric uh, Almarola comes in fifth. Uh, Tiger Woods skipping U.S. Open to give his body time to heal, be ready to play the Open in July. Uh, this is from Mark Schleback of ESPN. Tiger Woods is pulled out of next week's U.S. Open, giving his body more time to heal and get stronger as he still plans to play in the uh, 150th Open Championship at St. Andrews in Scotland in July. <laughs> Woods 46 announced that he wouldn't play in the U.S. Open, scheduled for June 16th to 19th at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts, uh, mm. uh, in a statement on his Twitter account. I didn't know that. He pulled out of the U.S. Open, huh? Yeah. Woods he also fi- turned down a billion dollars. Nine figures. A billion I'm sorry? dollars he turned down to play in the live uh, yeah. ter- tour. Wow. Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson got $200 yeah. million. Phil Mickelson has returned. Wait yep. a sec. Slow, wait, I don't understand. <laughs> a, a, a billion? Yep. The Saudi Arabian back uh, golf league that's going to compete with the PGA we've been talking about. Phil Mickelson, what's been going on with Phil Oof. Mickelson? Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Tiger got offered to go on the tour, too. A billion dollars they offered him. Yep. He turned it down. A yeah, billion. Mickelson took the $200 million. Why not? He's got to pay off those gambling debts. Uh, yeah, he'll lose that in the next three weeks to uh... <laughs> the, the Warriors. Well, Mickelson is returning uh, to golf uh, at Saudi back to live event, uh, beginning this Thursday, Big D in London. And yeah. After a four-month hiatus, Phil Mickelson is ready to return to competitive golf, albeit a new path, and real new path, and a new, real new fresh thought. A lot of, lot of Ashkarol. Uh, anyway, uh, that's the Live Golf Invitational <laughs> Series. Mickel, uh, Mickelson, a six-time major championship winner, was added to the field Monday for Live's golf first event, which is scheduled to start Thursday at Centurion Club outside London. Mick Mickelson said he plans to play in the U.S. Open, which begins June 16th in Massachusetts. Big day. And uh, mm. well, that's a wrap in sports there. We know what's going on with the uh, USGA and the PGA. Yeah. And it's All crazy. Right. We'll do some more sports uh, at the end of the show. G, let's go cut 12. So, Thursday night, we all know what's going on with the Salem Witch Trials by Madame Tussauds and her hand-picked squad, hit squad, uh, that has, uh, we've never seen anything like this. No due process, no other side, no defense attorneys, no one to give, nothing. They're, they're going to, they're gonna, uh, these people that they drug into a dark room and threatened, all of a sudden are going to be them star witnesses that we're going to hear from and all this nonsense on Thursday. When I talk about this, I really have to catch myself from swearing because that's really what I want to do. But anyways, let's get to Denver Riggleman. He's been, he's a former congressman. He's been working with Pelosi and their hit squad on this committee. So he decided he was going to go on CNN. Yeah, I guess he thought it was a good idea. Well, just... Just rate me one to ten on level of weaselness here of answering these questions. Let's start with cut 12, G. Roll that. 
Is there evidence of crimes by the former president, by Donald Trump? That's a no, great question. It. I think that's there's... the only thing that they're interested in. That is the sole focus, other than painting all of us with a very broad brush of being insurrectionists and white supremacists and all this other stuff that's going to go on Thursday. All they're really interested in is trying to figure out back to it's almost like back to the days of russia every day is gonna be like ah, today's the day we got him we're gonna he's gonna be in handcuffs by the end of the day that's the only thing they're interested in go ahead there's certainly evidence of communications that led oh, to rewind it a little bit um so you can just hear how he starts to answer the question because this sets the table Her, she started from the beginning she asked a very clear question go ahead is there evidence of crimes by the former president, by Donald Trump? That's a great question. I think there's there's certainly evidence of communications that led to um, certain types of activities that could lead to what I call coup-like movements, right? And uh, you know, that's, the, that's the oh. thing that the committee and the challenge that the committee has right now is oh. how do you put all of this data and all these interviews together sure. to present a story? story. Uh, the oh. biggest challenge I, we story. have, Brianna, is how do we compete oh. with a story of fantasy? How do we compete with that compelling sort of fantastical apocalyptic conspiracy theory oh. that we have to take over the government or there's a Big deep words. state or globalists or QAnon. Um, facts are boring. <laughs> QAnon. Um, and QAnon. I think the thing that we have to do is we have to be able to present those facts in a compelling way and to merge that data with the amazing amount of interviews and, and mm. the, I'd say, the expertise of each of the committee investigative teams. Oh, yes. So the, the challenge is, is that each team, and you know there are separate teams that sure. are stovepiped into certain... All brilliant. Um, categories, each of those teams then have to blend all of that knowledge into a cogent story for the American public in only oh, two weeks. Hmm. Uh -huh. story. That's going to be interesting. When, yeah. the, when they actually, the writing comes out about it or the, the book about it, the summary, the report, when that comes out, then that, that story has to be compelling enough that people read it and try to understand it. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't think the baseline is going to be about, and I know, goodness, I don't want to create massive news. I don't know if the baseline oh. is going to be just about the uh, uh, criminal activity. I think sure. it's going to be about the belief system's uh, that we have to combat in the future. Oh, wow. What an answer. What do you think of that? Here's your witness, Your Honor. Thank God that thing blew up when it did because my head was next. Oh, we're not done yet. We're yeah. not done by can, a long shot. Can we circle back and ask that question again? Because he still hasn't answered. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no. He hasn't answered it at all. Hasn't answered it at all. That's a, oh, that's a very, I love it. That's a very good question. Yeah, well, why don't you give me a very good answer then? <laughs> How about oh, but no, yes there's no, no answer to give. No, yeah. no, no. Okay, cut 13, G. One more time. Let's try again. Go ahead. Is it clear through this investigation that those are really a direct line to President Trump? Does I, that pull him in here? I think when you're looking at the... the, <laughs> I, I, I guess um, as somebody who just looks at facts, right, it's very difficult to imagine that the chief of staff did not have a direct line to the president. And I think people that say otherwise say, well, you don't have specific proof of that contact or that communications well, is really yeah. interesting to me. So but, but, but between really? the texts and also, of course, there's going to be there's testimony. Yes. Is there evidence of crimes by the former president? Answer. Do you think? I don't know. Um, you know, a lot of people, I think, <laughs> I want me to know. say, you know, something, uh, you know, where I think there's criminal activity. Yeah. I think if you're trying to obstruct Congress and that oh. can be proven, that is criminal activity. Well, we don't care what you uh, think. And I believe, you know, looking at the data, I think that's why I don't want to take the thunder away from the committee sure. because all of the stuff that we yeah. did with our technical team has been pushed to the committee. Oh, sure. So I'm going to let them make that judgment, but yeah. I can tell the, the American people this. What there is evidence of are multiple individuals and organizations communicating on a specific line of, uh, I would say, a plan or a mission plan. 
And that's the thing that really bothered me about what I saw was the uh, was the, uh, the the incredible amount of links. Uh, we're in a new era. <laughs> really? Uh, if we don't, if, I think if we don't meet the challenge. Wow. Of Are you actually, saying there's proof of a conspiracy? I think, well, a conspiracy is a, an oh. interesting definition, right? That's oh. just, you know, two people sort of doing something together in a specific Wait, line or a specific that, type of activity. That, Another good answer. It's <laughs> really now specific, this guy. Now a conspiracy is it two people doing things together, but right. everything that you can't explain is conspiracy theory. Is that how it works? It works when it works for you? Anyone got an answer from anything from this guy yet? Anything? Uh, no. The only answer I've been able to, to, to kind of pull from this is that, or I should say, uh, I should say, observation is she's asking him really good questions, and I'm surprised that she's asking really good questions. Like, do you have proof? Do you have evidence? What's well, a very good question, Rick? You know, uh, since I only deal in facts and only like to set the bar very high, let me just tell you that everything I've done, I've. Uh, I don't want to take anything away from the committee. They have their thing on Thursday night, so I'm pushing all my very good evidence to the committee on Thursday. You'll have to. Uh, uh, what'd you say? Is there a crime? Uh, well, you know, crime can mean different things to different people. So I don't really <laughs> want to say exactly what I think. Uh, I'm just going to. I mean, this is what we're getting. This uh, is a, this uh, is the weasel. This guy's in uh, working with the committee. Are you breathing air? Well, now when you say air, do you mean up my nose or through my mouth? Because you no. know, sometimes it could be different. And I don't want to, uh, okay. you know, everybody's um, definition of air could be. Do you know what a woman is? Well, I mean, we have to. It's uh, a very fluid moment. Yeah. All right, so let's hear more from this guy, G. Gud. So all of this, you know, somebody's talking about how do we actually, you know, do um, I say do a plan between you know the legislative branch, the executive branch, right, and the judicial branch? We have to actually influence all those branches to make something happen. Oh. You know, that, that's a conspiracy of thought for sure. Oh, conspiracy of thought. <laughs> we'll get back to that. Conspiracy of thought. Maybe conspiracy of thought is where we're going to go here. Wow. Let's, we'll get back to conspiracy that. Conspiracy Oh, we're not done. Oh, we got to get through this. 14, oh, G. Do they roll ask, that. Did they ask about uh, Ray Epps and the feds? 14, G. Roll that. Congressman, you told Brianna, in terms of evidence that the president committed crimes, you said, quote, you have evidence of communications that led to coup-like movements from the president. Explain. Well, it's really not from the president. Well, oh, I guess what I'm trying to say is when I looked at this at the beginning, I wanted to see if there were individuals that Sorry, were John. trying to do things that were actually non-factual, and they were pushing this into the ecosystem. So I never wanted to use the word coup or insurrection when I started this. Oh, I just I used, you know, coup-like movements, you know, to try to actually define, you know, what <laughs> yes, you're looking at when these individuals yes. are doing those type of things. So, uh -huh. you know, that was what what's really interesting is people, I think, are afraid to use, was this an eternal coup? How do you actually define it? I think that's the challenge for the committee is that if people actually believe this for real, if they believe that the election was actually stolen, how far do they have to go in order to try to say, hey, was this actually fraud or was this people who actually believed it? And I think that is really, uh, really a challenge for the committee, but I think they're going to they're gonna rise up to that challenge. Oh, they're going to rise up. Okay, one well, last one, G. Let's get to the heart of it. <laughs> one more here. Let's get right down to it. Go ahead. Broadly speaking, in a vacuum, yes. what would constitute a I'm presidential so dereliction of duty? Oh, dereliction. Well, for me... Personally, I'm going to speak for me personally, oh, you know, course. as far as my oh, opinion yeah. is, you know, <laughs> I was, I've important. always been shocked um, at the uh, the length of time where there was no communications during the day of January 6th. Oh, no, no. Um, that's that's, that's been, a leadership vacuum. That's been debunked. And I think yeah. that's something that's been bothering We've me. We've talked about you know, that. Since there, I started this personally is why that long gap. Do you think you have seen evidence of an actual dereliction of duty? Answer? Uh, I'm going to let the committee, since I was on the committee, I'm going to let them come to that conclusion. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Here's your star, one of your star witnesses working with the committee. There you go.
I, I'm, I still love, I think the best answer he gave was the one just before that one, the first 10 seconds. Did you see evidence of a crime from the president? No. <laughs> I, you know. No smoking gun. No. Well, I don't, you know, John, I'll have to, <laughs> if it's smoking or not, I couldn't really tell. I'll have to leave it up to the committee. Right. You know, that's the decision for the committee to it, make. But. And it depends on your definition of a gun, because some people might consider, you know, a gun is being this, and some people might be. I mean, if this is your star witness, what do, you, what do you think he would do under cross-examination? <laughs> wow. How do you think he'd fare? How do you think he'd fare? Crumble. If Holy I was cross-examining, he wouldn't even do well. And I'm an idiot. Imagine <laughs> what he would do with anyone who knew what they were talking about. This guy. Knows nothing, has nothing. Just sensationalism. I mean, Total sensationalism. Well, you know, I only deal in facts. What an idiot. I mean, at least Adam Schiff lied and made it sound like he had something. Yeah. You know, this guy's like, well, you know, I, I, don't, I don't want to become Adam Schiff and actually say that I have something I don't have. So, so is there evidence of the president? Well, no, but, you know, there, there were Kulak movements. Yeah. Kulak yeah. movements. Yeah, Kulak movements. Oh. It, sound, it sounds like Jerry Nadler trying to get to the toilet. It's a Kulak <laughs> movement. <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? The crap shoot. <laughs> there was Nadler-like movements, you know, in my pants. <laughs> Now I want to watch this stupid thing. No, you don't. Bite your tongue. Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. So, uh, we'll do. S- oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. I just want to say I, just, I have one news story I wanted to do, and if I could just get out of the way, you could do your thing the rest of the way. Remember, you know, the, uh, in Buffalo, the security guard who was killed. Mm-hmm. You, you know, he was um, he was a 30 year veteran police. Yes. And, so this guy was incredible. I was. Oh, in Buffalo. In yeah. Buffalo. I'm so sorry. What Buffalo. did I say? Did I say? You said Buffalo oh, at the tops. Oh, yeah, the tops. This man was incredible. I watched a YouTube video of him today making a hydrogen car. He, he, and I have, uh, Gio, can you play just the first? It's an 11-minute video. I'll share it on my page. The guy was incredible. On his, on his LinkedIn page, he said, I'm a jack of all, I'm a, I think a jack of all trades and a master of none. Uh, but he was like such an interesting, lovable guy. Gio, just for the heck of it, I, I just want I just want to play this because this is another example. This guy paid 30 years service. Then he worked in this place, and he actually shot the kid with the, but didn't pierce the armor. And he actually, um, Aaron Saltasini, he actually made a car that runs on hydrogen. It's just, and he had patents for it and everything. Could you guys please watch this? There he is. He was a security guard at the tops? And a 30-year policeman. Mm. And not, not only that, he was teaching people how to do this on their own cars, and he actually got the car got your, to start you got your, using uh, gas, and then it ran on hydrogen after. You got your hydrogen um, for your electrolysis. You got your batteries, your water. He wants you to notice that you can get a shot of the showers. There's, there's no water 
in the in the Watch your side. Okay. Tank is empty. Alright, let me put this back on. We're gonna need water in a minute. This is a agitator. Uh, Can you imagine being able to so do this? We're gonna do four experiments today uh, for the patent examiners. The first one, um, you do need electrolysis. But what my system has done is taken advantage of the residue that's produced by the electrolysis. So we're gonna actually so something he was clearly trying to patent. start this vehicle. Yeah, incredible, right? Without any electrolysis. And this was six years ago, so he ended up getting the patents for it anyhow. Talk about talk about a guy who just what a waste of a great life. Mm. You know what I mean? I was gonna goof around and put a tinfoil hat on and say he was killed because you know he electric car you know you've heard the stories of people do this guy was amazing like and i just wanted to pay homage to a 30-year veteran and we didn't pay any attention to him when this hateful thing happened and i just uh i don't know i just wanted to show that because i thought the guy was a beauty mm. so yeah. sorry that's it i'm done with my news for tonight no it was no, good that was pretty cool that was cool and the 11 minute video i'll Sad. put it on my page he, he the guy was just awesome like you know he, he he was just cool. Like he was—he was just such a man's man. I—it uh, mm. uh, just stinks. Yeah. So that's no, it. That's good. I'm good. That's cool. Um, all right, let's do let's do a little more sports before we wrap it up. I don't know if there's anything else. Gee, anything else in here I didn't get to that's any good? Oh, let's. How about five? This is you I mean talk about being out of touch. How out of speaking of what Paul just said about electric cars? How out of touch can you be? You can be this out of touch. Roll it. I do have to say, just on the issue of uh, gas Debbie prices, Stabenow after from Michigan. for a long How time she keeps getting elected to is... have enough chips in this country to finally get my electric vehicle, I got it uh, and drove it from Michigan to here uh, this last weekend and went by every single gas station and didn't matter how high it was. And so I'm looking forward oh, to the opportunity for us to move to vehicles that garbage. aren't going to be dependent on the um, whims of the oil companies and oh, the uh, sure. international markets. Try, you try making that car you want to talk about out of touch? I mean, she looks like everybody's fourth grade teacher who just mean. <laughs> there you go. Also, anyone interested should Google how our country generates electricity and what they used to do it. Yeah. yeah. Oops. Yeah. How about the carbon footprint to mine the battery? How about a car fire and how much damage that does? And what about how about the hundred grand to buy the car and the two thousand for the charging station? Yeah. And then my people can't even afford to put gas and buy food. Right. I drove mine from Michigan to Washington, and I went through all the gas stations and didn't care how expensive it was. Oh, thank you very much. I was looking up hydrogen cars since Paul brought that up earlier, and I found out that Toyota actually sells a hydrogen car in California, only in California, because it's the only place where you can get hydrogen filling stations. And that sounds well. That's 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 a progressive step. The car costs sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, and is it and is it like a little tin like? Is it no, like it's the a, it's a regular like Coro like like Camry Corolla type sedan, but it's it's ex really expensive, and they didn't even tell you what the cost of refilling it is. Wow. Yeah, but Debbie Stabenow's got her electric car, so she's really interested in. Um, and you getting yours. Yeah, and rubbing it in your face. Rubbing it in your face while you're paying $8 a gallon for gas in some places in this country as it hits a, a record high every single day.
And I see this I see this guy on from Gas Buddy this morning on this network. I mean, you think he's on Biden's payroll. Well, it's not really Biden's fault. Oh, really? Really? Oh, okay. That's good to know. Who is it? Debbie Stabenow's fault, maybe? I mean, who, who, this guy was unbelievable this morning. Is it Putin's fault? Of course, yeah. Of course, yeah. Are any of the sports, Rick? Well, the Lightning has indeed struck twice as they lead the Rangers 2-0 down in Tampa. Ooh, Looking to tie the series, that too. It was, second <laughs> period just coming to a close. Big game tonight. And then if not, it looks like they, they may tie it up. But two two goals is kind of the dreaded goal goal lead in the NHL. So yeah, Rangers haven't been safe back. in this playoff. There's been no. more, we've seen more two and three goal leads lost in this than we ever have. It's pretty yep. fun. And hats off to Rafael Nadal uh, picking up uh, another uh, win on the clay court. Took the French Open. Uh, he won his 14th French Open title and 22nd Grand Slam. This is a guy who was actually considering retirement early in the year. Uh, he turned 36 last Friday, and he's looking good. However, he did suffer a foot injury now, which jeopardizes him in Wimbledon. And, uh, you know, Iga Svitek for the women just continues to dominate. She, she's turning out to be one of the best tennis players we've ever seen. She is just continuing to roll. She also took the French Open uh, and uh, looking good as well. Look forward to seeing her in Wimbledon. And Aaron Rodgers definitely will finish his career with the Green Bay Packers. I know we have a lot of Getter uh, followers and uh, our viewers that love um, uh, uh, Rodgers up there in Green Bay. And he said he's going to stay with them for the rest of uh, for his career, hopefully. He's got a three-year contract for $150 million. He's looking to go nowhere. And that's a wrap in sports. Big D, back to you. All right. Thanks, uh, thanks Rick. Uh, G, 16, Project Veritas. I don't know if this is brand new video or what, but uh, let's let's hear this. Roll that. Money reigns supreme at the end of the day. Money over morals kind of is how it is. And one of the reasons why I want to leave news is because it's not really as impartial as it had been. As what? Impartial. What do you like mean? Picking a side or like leaning one way. Hey, Mike Milford, yes. you're with CBS News. This is James O'Keefe with Project Veritas. Is seat taken? The discipline of verification <laughs> is what separates journalism from all other forms of communication, such as propaganda. Uh, advertising, fiction, or entertainment. Society professional journalists say you need multiple sources for verification. But you're on tape saying you use your own company, CBS News, to fact check. But you can cite your own company for a fact check. That's it's like a it's like a cheap it's like a cheap way of doing it. Like it yeah. goes by like so you use your own company for a fact check? Great verified. Correct. We fact check our sources, yes, and yes, our information. But you, yes. but you don't say that. Again, the Society of Professional Journalists, you need multiple sources for verification. That's what separates journalism from propaganda. The civil duty that I kind of thought that I was going to get out of it and, like, the reward of, like, telling people what's going on, I just haven't felt it. <laughs> Is this seat taken? Well, that's great, man. <laughs> you, know, you know, you just you just expect him to get into a fist fight now and again, don't you? Yeah. It's good stuff. When you roll up on people like that. Hey, by the way, let me ask you about this. We got you on tape. Uh, was he wearing a real America's Voice hat? It looked like it for a second. I guess it was probably Project Veritas. No, it but... said uh, X Epstein exposed or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. As always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Thanks, everybody, on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, Fran. Most of all, thank you. The live from Studio 6B audience. Great show on a Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow night. Wednesday night, 8 p.m., right here, live from Studio 6B. We'll see you then. Maybe in the pre-show. <laughs>